Get your headsets ready. Ikuzos Unscripted Podcast is going over time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the month. We are working overtime. We are going overtime, but we are not going to be lonely because I'm joined by two of my favorite YouTubers, but they're also a skilled martial artist and teachers of their own craft uh, at their own gym. Uh, from Scenic Fights Channel and Pexabellum Gym in New York City, I'm joined by Chad Vesked and Logan Lowe. Guys, how are you? Thank you for coming. Doing well, doing well. Thank you for us, man. Yeah, I appreciate you coming. Uh, first question I want to ask is, uh, like, I'm a huge fan of uh, Scenic Fights, and I hope you will gather new fans after this episode with us. Uh, can you explain to to my listeners what Scenic Fights channel does and what, what is it, it is all about? Yes. <clears throat> so everyone within our team can say it are martial arts fans. Right, uh, Logan and I are practitioners within our own styles. You know, I'm a black belt within Shitsu. Logan also being a practitioner in Shitsu as well. He also is a practitioner of Kali, which I'm sure expand more. And our main focus is uh, we look at very cool fight scenes, whether it's anime, shows, movies, what have you. We look at what techniques and strategies are used and if they are legit or not. I cover the hand-to-hand portion. With that, um, given my mixed martial arts background and my, my history there and training at the PD. And then, of course, Logan covers the weapons work given his colleague background. Yep. Okay. Uh, listen, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm a, I was already your follower. I And uh, uh, right now you're doing, uh, you you just uh, expanded your team. You added, uh, is it Puck, uh, the name of the guy? Uh, Steve that... Puck, yeah. yeah. He, uh, we know him for years. Steve Puck is one of my uh martial arts brothers he's he's when i was actually competing a lot with these martial arts he was my main training partner yeah. and he has a uh Wandal judo he's a judo background wrestling background and, and within my gym at Paxi Bellum, he covers the judo classes there um so yeah he, we had him on board and we're able to actually show what these real throws look like when you know and i mean it it has an nose fun marine because i'm the guy that's being thrown Low, low, you know, we're, we're trying to take a hand, so I'm the guy that has to eat those throws. Um, for you, the fans, for you. But yeah, he, it's, he has great personality, great skill set, and can really dive deeper into takedown strategies uh, than I can. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you are now, uh, you were releasing recently these uh, short videos, and you said that you were going to have a longer breakdown coming. Uh, but one thing that I, well, uh, I enjoy shorter breakdowns as well, but... Uh, uh, I wonder what is the difference in production between, uh, say, that uh, shorter uh, breakdown and that longer breakdown? Uh, how do you go about it? Is it for the shorter breakdown you just see something and you're like, let's do it? Or uh, how does the whole process of creating a video, breaking down and analyzing it goes? And how long does it take? You know what? Uh, I think that we do shorts now because we're, we all have full-time jobs. Um you know, Chad's a full-time instructor. All of our video guys, they're all full-time video producers. Um, so all of this is a labor of love for us. And that's why we've had these gaps of up to three months between long videos. And it's just because life gets in the way. Yeah, yeah. And we're not able to do it as consistently as we want. 
But then the fans are there waiting for us, and, and, and we want to make sure that we provide for the fans. And so the shorts are a way to do that because we can produce them a lot more quickly. So we're still doing the long format, uh, certainly, but the shorts are a way so that we could still be out there, still produce content, but it doesn't take as much time out. So uh, there were times we, we would do two-day shoots for 12, 13 hours for the day, back-to-back, and then Chad would go to work and I would go to work Mondays from Friday. So, you know, we're talking about two straight weeks of just working. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't, it's not really something that we can do with that much regularity. But the shorts are something that we could do in a half day. We could produce some good content for our audience. And, you know, we're very proud of the shorts as well, certainly. And we're, we're definitely going to go back to the long format as well. Yeah, yeah, great. I enjoy shorts as well, you know. Uh, next, uh, I, I know you guys are Marvel fans. Uh, uh, this uh, this uh, Wednesday, uh, Moon Knight wrapped up. What did you think of it first? Oh, I just, I, I, you know, I caught up to to last episode. It's it's a great show. Great. I really, I really like, it. I really like it. I, I didn't know how I feel about it. I, um, I'm aware of the Moon Knight character within the comics. I haven't actually read too much on that character. So I know very little about it. So you know, I was most I was of the like, people didn't, but they pretend that yeah, they did. It was, yeah, it was it was a great introduction to like um a character like that into the MCU. Uh so no, so I'll just say as quick answer, I love everything about it. The acting, storyline, characters. It was awesome. Prices were fun as well too. Um no, dope show, for sure. Yeah, so for me on the opposite of Chad, um yes. you know, I uh, Moon Knight was actually one of the first comic books I ever read. Uh, oh, yeah. Chad, yeah, so Chad and I both grew up not very wealthy. We we, we, we grew up from uh, poor households, basically. And so I remember as a kid, someone gave us a box of comics. And in that comics, I guess this guy really liked Moon Knight. So it was, epi- yeah, I'm going to make it up, but like issues one through 50 of Moon Knight were the first comics I ever read. That's unusual. Yeah, it's very unusual. So the first superhero I knew about was uh, Moon Knight um, and Mark Spector and his wife Marlene, uh, with the changed name of it. And the story I still remember, because again, I read it when I was a little kid. I was like 10 years old. And so there are elements from those first comic books that were in this, but they changed a number of things, you know, for modern society. Originally, his wife was blonde uh, and Caucasian, and now, rightfully so, she's Egyptian, which I thought was a great subtle change uh and her character was great as well i i i love the show i thought it was really really well done uh yeah but uh, one thing as well in the last uh, last episode uh, uh there was a very i thought nice action sequences and uh he he employed kali am i right uh absolutely and, and in fact uh that sequence because again chad this is what chad and i do we we analyze the scenes already and we've already talked about it. That's a seven-second sequence of um, of stick work. Yeah. In those seven seconds are so many moves. There's something called Sinawali that's there that we're going to break down. Uh, there's yeah, I trust you. Yeah, so there, there's, there's all of these really authentic Kali attacks that are in there. And that's definitely going to be... It's already in our pipeline for us to break down at some point. I'm personally very excited about this. Because I think it's our first breakdown that we can see... That's double stick. So that's something that I definitely want to talk about. 
Uh, yeah, you, you need to check out Daredevil as well. Uh, I think he was both, if I remember correctly, for the action sequences. Uh, uh, but, uh, like, I enjoyed the, the Moon Knight as well. I uh, I didn't think it was a 10, uh, around 8. I thought that it was that kind of a show. Um, did you maybe catch uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness? Uh, I uh, No, not yet. Not okay, yet. I'm not going to spoil. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we're way towards that. I um, It comes out... This weekend, correct? Uh, we watched yesterday where we live. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm trying to get there soon because I have a lot of friends who are in that culture and they had they have a tendency to save so much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I have to get there quickly before a car station happens. I'm not ready for it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my to-do list. It's definitely on my watch list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, but the, like you, you, you said to me before uh, we discussed, uh, before the recording was on, uh, you, and you mentioned it here, you, when you watch scenes, you're sort of now, even if you're a fan, you're sort of analyzing it as you are watching it. Uh, so does that maybe kind of ruin the film for you, enjoyment sometimes? Does it hurt it or is it just all the same for you? Um, well, I, I can only speak for myself. I, I think that Chad and I, I, and Chad can answer for himself as well. I, I think that we still watch them as fans. But ever since we started Scenic Fights, we definitely look at it a lot more critically. Um, there's a great saying which says, you can enjoy sausages, but you never want to know how the sausage is made. Uh, <laughs> I kind of feel that a little bit these days because we now know like how many takes it takes to film like one little short sequence. So we know all the effort that they put in. So we don't want to just, you know, crap on them yeah. uh, for poor sequences when it's done. But when it's really bad... It, I think for both Chad and myself, it really does pull us out of the movie because we, we think that's just ludicrous. And you can see from my videos, um, the thing that annoys me the most is when there's always a scene where there's a guy yeah. trying to push a knife in. And Chad knows now from experience with me that that's complete BS. Like there's there's never a purpose to force in and out because you can always find another way in. Um, so that's something that really ruins a lot of shows for me. Uh, Chad, what do you think? Well, they, if, if if there's like superhuman elements to it, I am very I'm very much forgiving. You know, right? So you know, like give if at first that's so I'm just like a human being. Way. Okay, I'll, I'll go with it. You know, it's a storyline, whatever. But yeah, um, for me, the films that been hard to watch has been films that particularly focus on combat sports. So. There is one example that was pretty tough to watch, and um, I'm bearded. It's called Southpaw. Southpaw. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, usually, boxing movies aren't done very well. Uh, they are not realistic. It, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I, I would say, um, the movie Creed. Granted, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm more specialized as a grappler, but I do have yeah. training, so I'm where styles deform, whatnot. Wasn't so bad, but with Southpaw, there's, you know, the number one, first off, the trailer covered the whole storyline. Yeah, yeah, all right. So that was, that was like, I'm like, oh, I'm watching the trailer. <laughs> it's just an hour long now, but it's, I know, I know exactly what's the next is going to happen. There's a problem with trailers, there's a really. Yeah. And, and then the, the second part was there were scenes where, you know, the, the leading actor was had, had to be real with a boxer. And I think they actually had real boxers, if I remember correctly. In the states, but when you see him move, yeah, it's so clearly he's an amateur. 
Yeah. With respect, they're within skill set. That I was like, it was, it was tough to watch there. And then there'll, there'll be other mixed martial arts movies that I, I I haven't watched because I've seen some scenes and it's, it's I don't know, it kind of takes me out. So for me, it's like with the national combat sports. And so if, if the film actually is a storyline on an actual combat sport and a student, a person within that sport, whether it's boxing or mixed martial arts, then that's for me. I'm like, okay, it, it really, then I'm really judging if, it, if that's the context of the story. But there's like a superhuman element there and I don't care. You know, like I'm not fine. You know, I don't go too hard and judge you. Uh, yeah, I like what you what what you both said there. You know, when there is that uh, element to it of uh, supernatural, you yeah. I think sometimes people overthink some movies. You know, and I'm like, uh, you go watch uh, recently. I love the Godzilla versus Kong. I'm like, if you think about that movie too much, <laughs> you're gonna ruin it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, are, are you being mad of where Godzilla came from? Like, well, technically, on the geographical nature level, that's just, it's like, oh, come on. It's a radioactive giant monster. Like, chill out. Yeah, a uh, giant lizard versus overgrown yeah. gorilla with that neck. I had a funny, dude, I had a funny experience on um, on Siege Bites. So, one of the big things we do was Attack on Titan. Yeah, I loved it. Love, love that show. Really. <laughs> love that show. Really awesome. But... I'm breaking down a scene from one of, for, I think it's probably one of our first episodes on that show. Very excited. And, uh, but I'm, I, in my mind, I'm, I'm on teacher mode and I'm breaking it down as, okay, look, in a, in real fight context, you know, these, the way he went about the fight, it, it, it wouldn't work well. Then suddenly when we released it, the comment section is the art because I was arguing in a certain position, you should go for a strangle first. Yeah, and enjoy the lock, and that was argued. And just for more context for our viewers here, in grappling combat, when we're looking at ways to apply strangles or joy locks, there are positions where you actually have the option of both. So I tell my students, if you have the option of both and your body type allows it, you should generally put strangles first because they end fights quick. But for a joy lock, you're not totally sure. But then, in, but then, in Attack on Titan show, the thing is, the point of the story is that they they don't need oxygen to breathe. Yeah. So when I made that comment, every every almost every comment is like, "Well, Titans don't breathe." <laughs> and, and, and and so that's the like, dude. It was like two hundred comments of just like, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I remember in our, in our meeting uh, with with our, our producer Julio. Um, uh, he, uh, we're, we're, we're saying, okay, maybe you should be more uh, mindful of that. So I learned something that day on how to be mindful of what I'm saying regards of concepts to the show. And then on the end of the meeting, he was like, by the way, Chad, may, uh, Titans don't want a breeze. <laughs> he's like, he says, busting me. Yeah. And like, he says, reminding me, it was funny. Uh, but, uh, that was like a perfect example of just not being mindful of the context. And people say, no, dude, this makes sense because Titans don't breathe. So the strangle doesn't count. I'm like, okay, fine. In that case, fine. You're right. So, yeah. No, it's a learning experience. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, uh, anime and manga fans usually don't forgive. The, the, the... Oh, no. <laughs> no. So we learned we learned quickly on that one. Alteration. So when we do shoots of anime, like, we, we make sure to be within the context of storyline and to be sure that that's being said as I explain something. So for sure. Uh, you know, we get some interesting. First of all, we love our fans. Yeah. Hand down. They're great. We're, we're amazed that we have. We're amazed we have fans. I mean, it, it's something we never thought we'd have. But having said that, uh, you know, there are people that are like super fans of other things. And so 
I'm I'm a huge fan of Donnie Yen. I've seen a lot of his films. I grew up watching him. Um, I've been watching him since I was in college. That was ages ago. That that dude is very talented, and he's a he's a real martial artist too. Yeah. But we were saying like some of the moves that he does in the show are flashy and probably not the best moves. The amount of hate I got <laughs> was I was like, Bro. "Are you his mom?" I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about him. I'm just saying in that scene, that character, yeah, not Donnie yet himself, but the character, it doesn't make sense that he would do that. Oh my gosh! And yeah. I was like. I was afraid to leave my house. I mean, <laughs> uh, no, I get you, but uh, you 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 learned it, and I will tell you where you learned it uh, because of your Mortal Kombat video, uh, breaking down the the Scorpio, Scorpio versus Sub Zero. I mean, they're throwing fire at each other and ice, but you still broke it down uh, uh, very good, uh, I believe. Thank you. Uh, but you know uh, that's how it goes. And you mentioned like boxing, for example. Uh, I think a lot of because. That's the, you know, general audience is going to watch that. So they don't know boxing. Probably I'm I'm a fan. I'm not boxing, uh, like I'm not a boxer, but as a boxing fan, you see mm. fights are a lot of defensive and moving head and, and the producers and directors are thinking, oh, this is not going to be probably interesting for the public or something like that. Mm. So so I get that. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know, you, you broke down... Uh, you broke down, uh, you mentioned uh, as well Donnie Yen, uh, and uh, you brought down John Wick and anime and TV shows. Uh, let me ask you this uh, on top of your head right now. Uh, most, in terms of just of action, just in terms of action, uh, most overrated action film and most underrated action film. What's wrong with something? I can say that one of, I, 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 I think Chad would agree with me, but. Um... The action film that we saw with Bob Odenkirk, uh, what was what was the name of that, Chad? Do you remember? Nobody. Nobody. We thought that, I, I thought it was great. I thought that was a really underrated cool. um, film. Um, I don't think as many people saw it that should. There's some really great fight sequences there. Uh, Chad and I had a great time shooting that breakdown. I, I had a great time shooting that breakdown. Uh, that I thought was really um, underrated. In terms of overrated, honestly... I, I did not. I personally did not think that any of the Mortal Kombat movies, including the ones from the '90s and this one, they just don't do justice to the video game. I, I was never a big video game person. Um, you know, the, I, 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 I'm sure Chad will speak about Cole a little bit more. But there were, I feel that there was a lot of wasted opportunities, and that's something that Chad and I talk about a lot. Wasted opportunities. Yeah, right. I, I think just four comments are hard because of again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but but I do have one filter on my head with regards to maybe being overrated. Um, so let's see if this will hurt her career or not. Uh, here we go. No, uh, we're gonna take a shot. Uh, yeah, I felt Taken was <clears throat> overrated. Um, okay, first glance. First time I saw it, oh, it was kind of, it was kind of cool. It's just a story, right? Um, but looking now at maybe at films who really create these perfect, beautiful shots and these fight scenes, if I remember correctly, Taken had a lot of like these. Um, they cut a lot. Yes, it was very quick. You couldn't really see it. Like you see his hand do some some movement, and then guy you know appears somewhere, and like it was choppy in that. Way. Yeah. So. 
you know, so given since the YouTube channel, learning how to look at FITs now, learning how to talk about it, because we're going to skills to that we develop time as we kept doing it, doing it, doing it. Um, I look at a film like Taken and I see, okay, I, I don't, I don't appreciate it. I want to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. It looks like you're, you're clearly looks like you're trying to hide the movements here and I want to see it. So that's what I'll say. But obviously, I know it got a big phrase and it's a cool storyline and they need like what? Two others after yeah, yeah. it was like a three. No, 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 everything, Chad. That's just poor parenting. When your child just sees his son, yeah, you yeah. call child services at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so no, that's, I would say that's overrated. My opinion. Yeah, but listen, uh, I think Taken as well. It's a good movie. The first one, it's cult movie. You can say uh, other two are a catastrophe. Other two are, I agree, are a crime against humanity. Uh, but. <laughs> uh, well, listen, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, you you are, Logan, you're obviously expert in, in weapons, so this is a quick one. Did you watch Demon Slayer, maybe? I did not. I have not. Demon Slayer, maybe. That is, that is, that is, a, that's a great, sorry. I know, I, I'm with you, brother. I had Luke, I had, that, that's a grand, really? I okay. love Demon Slayer. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, because uh, I wanted to ask you about the, the question that one character from the second season uses. It's, it's sort of uh, two swords that are connected with the chain and i was wondering would that be would it be really possible in the real life <laughs> uh chad you know what i'm talking about right yeah yeah um i'm blanking on the character's name but yes uh, he's against shinobi yes well i can i'll answer it this way there are thousands of martial arts maybe tens of thousands of martial arts throughout history and most of them died out and why is that they die out because if the guy practicing it gets killed, then it doesn't get passed on. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> right? Yeah. But why is jujitsu and boxing so popular? Why is judo so popular? Because it works. It works. Um, I had an interesting talk with someone who uses nunchucks. And I said to them, there's a reason why soldiers don't go into battle with nunchucks. They're just not the optimal weapon. The yeah. optimal weapon is something long and pointy. It does not need to be a sword. It could be a spear. So a spear and a sword have the same element, which is a pointy tip. And what is an arrow? An arrow has a pointy tip. And what is a bullet? A bullet is essentially a pointy tip. Yeah. Um, so humanity alone, each culture, you know, every culture has a dumpling. Every culture has a dumpling. Because every culture goes like, we're poor. We have lots of wheat. We have a little meat. Let's wrap that meat up or cheese in some cheap dough and let's eat it. You have the crepe lock. You have the 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 jiaozi. You have the ravioli. Um, you know, every culture has dumplings. Why? Because human beings are all the same. We're all the same. And so when it comes to a weapon connected by a chain that has two pointy ends, I've never seen it. There's probably a reason I've never seen it. And look, don't get me wrong. There, there are people coming up with new techniques of jujitsu every day, but it still follows rules. Uh, Chad has a thing. I, I'm actually one of Chad's students in jujitsu. He's my, he's my instructor in jujitsu. And Chad says something all the time, which is, you know, you have to follow the facts. And the fact of the matter is, is if a weapon, and I don't know what weapon you're talking about, connected by a chain was, was useful, then armies around the world would have had weapons connected by chain. All of the world, but we don't. But every culture wrestles. Every culture wrestles. Yes. 
the Africans wrestle, the Asians wrestle, the Europeans wrestle, they wrestle. In the Bible, one of the first things that they talked about was how Jacob wrestled with the angel. I, I'm not religious at all, but just it's an interesting look at how wrestling is a huge part of humanity. Yeah, it's, it's our basically our oldest sport, if we can call it the sport. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas weapons connected by chain? Well, it's kind of like hell, though. What? Yeah, let's go out. Let's go out. Oh, hell. Yeah, there's, there's a scene where like he, he whips it and he holds just the tip of the blade and uh-huh. to extend it. Okay, wait, no, that part is bullshit, but, but it's so cool. <laughs> I can't say no. He was, he was like this. I was like, oh! Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was cool. But yeah, that's, a, that's actually, um, that's, uh, that's a true point that, uh, uh, Logan made. And actually, I was thinking as he was saying that, um, combat sports are a unique organization of knowledge for learning combat skills. Uh, what's very interesting in combat sports is that, you know, those who are within martial arts maybe, really trained for real combat and maybe you can probably say our traditionalists, they would, uh, they look at comics force. Ah, it's not real fighting. It's a game. That's, that's, that's the argument here a lot. Yeah. It's, oh, it's a game. It's not real fighting. And you know, there's, there's, it's valid to a certain degree. Yes. There are rules. We agree not to bite each other or I doubt. So, yeah, but okay. Yeah. And there's equipment for some of them. Like, yes, there's sort of valid, but, um, one, thanks to combat sports, we have knowledge of different type of co- uh, combat skills organized. So boxing covers footwork, head movement, and punching. Muay Thai covers punching, but mostly kicking focus yep. and stand-up grappling that uh, clinch with the use of sweeps and elbows and knees. Right? Jiu-Jitsu covers arguably many layers of grappling, takedown element, the ground fight element. Judo covers uh, its own layers of grappling, more focused on the takedown portion, right? Yep. And so forth. And so you look at combat sports, you actually pick, okay, what type of skills do I want to learn? And with these rule sets, it's a organized safe way of training. B, it also helps you focus on what type of particular skills that you're trying to improve on. Um, and um, yeah, I think I think over time, the martial arts made their way to combat sports for that reason, just the organization of knowledge, and and that's that's how it's able to be passed on and re re refined to over time there. So I think that's interesting for what Logan's making about like you know you know does, okay, do you see the weapon evolve in other cultures? Yeah, why? You know that that thing's a it's a good valid point. Look at it. Yeah, good point. You know, uh, listen as a. Uh, I want to talk about martial arts, but uh, just now I was thinking about uh, we were talking about ridiculous fight scenes. And uh, did you guys watch Hobbit? Uh, I suppose you did. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, you do you remember the scene where Legolas jumps on the on the fucking rocks that are uh, that are dropping? <laughs> He's the pie yeah. on the gravity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and no, and no shit. Like uh, I remember we were. With uh, with friend of ours, you know, we were discussing how stupid that uh, scene looks, and, and he was like, he was talking about that scene defies logic, and we were like, yeah, we agree, but you know, who tells that uh, gravity works the same way in, in the Middle Earth as uh, it does? It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking trees, baby. You know, like I, at that point, I don't know what's real anymore. <laughs> I was like, if I came in that world to each other, she's as tall. You have trolls here. That animal talks there too, by the way. That that bird. Have, I'm like, all right. Well, you know, we can fly. Like, whatever you say now, I'll believe. I guess I'll, I'll start. You know, I'll yes. start living with you. What's real or not? For sure. 
Uh, and uh, before we, we go to the martial arts, I have a, uh, one more question. I don't know which, uh, which was the, the, the uh, which awards were there. I don't remember. But in 2019, the best fight scene uh, of the year, but I, do, I believe it was MTV or some shit or People's Choice, were awarded to the Captain Mar- some fight from Captain Marvel movie instead of uh, instead of the Avengers Endgame and who knows the John Wick three or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you even remember the Captain Marvel movie? <laughs> okay, we're, uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I, mean, I did see the film. I see the film. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> and now there the, a fight scene from that was what is the best fight scene within that that year? Yeah. As they say, I wow, I I didn't I didn't know that. Uh, oh, um, yeah, for real. I'm trying to think right now what fights we were talking about. Yeah, was it, yeah. was it was the one with Captain Marvel versus um, uh, her old captain, her yes. old. Captain. I, I, I believe it was that one. Uh, nobody remembers what, what the fuck happened there. Uh, I, I will tell you, and that one the best. Uh, yeah, fight year, <laughs> you know. Ah, oh, dude, I John, John Wick came out that year, you know, and I'm interested in <laughs> Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. John Wick over here too. I mean, especially if you look at Fryson, John Wick. You know, like yeah. uh, at least there's there's more. You could argue more real elements in that. Yeah, yeah. Than a Marvel film. <laughs> you know, obviously. Um, that's yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Did not know that. I mean, I'll tell you. Remember the Captain Marvel film? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it was pretty forgettable for me as well. But uh, you know, nothing gets. I, I, you know, I, I enjoy. I didn't. I have too much. Christopher, I I answer the phone, but yeah, just yeah, I just I don't remember it very well. Yeah, yeah, uh, trust me, nobody does. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, on the topic of martial arts, we were speaking, and uh, you made a great point there with the with the wrestling. I like that. Uh, uh, listen, uh, when we were speaking, and you know, combat sports are getting more popular in terms of MMA. Boxing is, but it's politics because uh, boxing are slowing down. Uh, politics is slowing boxing down, but MMA is, uh, seems to get more popular and popular. You know that uh, do mm. people still look at martial arts as something like that's all violence? That's uh, you know not something that we should uh, because I trust you teach kids as well. Uh, what is that the, the you know general feeling of of parents that send their kids to the to oh, well, I mean, martial arts because I think that's a great thing to 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 learn martial arts. I, I myself am a parent and I learn martial arts for the same reason I do martial arts. Now, <clears throat> I don't seek out violence. I avoid violence at all costs. Um, and Chad knows this too. But I, I'm a little bit older than Chad, and I tell everyone this: uh, the thing that will probably kill young men in New York City is pride more than anything else. You know, someone steps on your foot, you start a fight, they whip out a knife or a gun. And then yeah. you die because of pride. I think that's dumb. I think Please don't care. Stupidest. I think it's one of the stupidest things uh, out there. So <clears throat> for me, the learning of martial arts is the learning of how to manage violence. I want to manage violence. I don't want to deal with it. I, 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 If I could spend the rest of my life completely avoiding violence, that would be great. I would be all for that. Um, if I could watch it, i watch other people do violence, that'd be even better. I can watch other people do violence and I can just go home and watch Netflix. I mean, that's that would ideally be my thing. So for me, <clears throat> I think that what we require of self-protection these days is higher and higher because the caliber is better. So <clears throat> you can just go to YouTube and see people 
try to do sloppy rear naked chokes or try to do sloppy triangles. This probably didn't happen like 15, 20, 30 years ago. So now even a bad triangle choke or even a bad rear naked choke could work because if you don't know what's going on, uh, you'll get choked out or you'll get yeah. hurt. So I think that the requirement of self-protection is now better because more people are aware of all of these tools out there, arm bar, uh, rear naked chokes, um, these weapons, you know, weapons are more readily available, I think, than ever. So these are things that we have to be aware of. So before you just had to kind of know a little bit of grappling and maybe a little bit of boxing. Now you need to know more to protect yourself against more scenarios. That's my opinion. And that's what I would like for my child. I would like my child to know how to defend himself um, if, God forbid, something happens. And I tell him this all the time. I never want to hear that you started a fight. I never want, if I find out you started a fight, oh my God, <laughs> we're going to have problems at home. But if anyone ever tries to touch you, you are 100% right to touch them back. Yeah. If someone tries to touch you, you can touch them back. You 100%. I don't care what your principal says. I don't care what your teacher says. If someone tries to touch you and you don't want to be touched, you 100% have the right to touch them back. That's that's my opinion. Uh, I think other parents have different opinions, but that's my opinion as a parent. Yeah, I think that's a fine one. Yes, yeah, so um, with, as I said, your, your career question, because I'm sure I'm uh, addressing it correctly, uh, you're asking, you know, society's view on, on, on violence and maybe how combat sports have been kind of yeah. playing the perspective on it. Well, um, first part, I, to, to my opinion on that, the first question is, okay, well, how much does an individual respect or acknowledge the reality of violence in their life? Yeah. The people who grew up who have a face-to-face -face meeting with violence in the seven forms quickly. Therefore, martial arts have a more important meaning to that person than others. Those who do not were lucky to not have that meeting. Maybe it's just like, I don't know, a, 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 a mean talk from a parent just say, hey, you know, discipline. But maybe it's maybe it's also getting jumped at school and getting bullied. Yeah. Right? That 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 changes the perspective quickly. Okay, you know what? I had a meeting with violence. I'm how do I fix this? Because I don't know how to do that. A, a lot of so people actually arts. started martial arts because of that, I believe. Yeah, dude. Obviously. I mean, you know, I, I growing up, you know, I I had to do bullies, yeah. You know, and, and that was a real thing. It's like, you know, can I I have as an issue I have to fix, but so martial arts is that is that answer, right? Um, now what I think is very interesting with mixed martial arts is its way of educating the culture society uh, that let's say for now let's say in the United States, I always speak a person with the United States, um, because I would say before then, without having a combat sport that allowed the observation of overall hand-to-hand -hand combat, right? Striking, grappling, and the relationship of the two. That's overall hand-to-hand -hand combat. We see at the highest level that at, at that stage, as a people, we can look at, oh, wow, okay, so this is really what works. This is what actually real kind of looks like. Or before then, you had films that maybe sold to Nelson. But they say Shandos will fell in. Yeah, and I've had, talk, I've had talks with people who 
you know, I, I got into jiu-jitsu in, the, in its early development as a combat sport, early 2000s. But also, it was the early development of what we know as the UFC, right? The yeah. UFC really put Miss Martial Arts out on that platform stage. And it really started showing people, okay, this is this is what real combat looks like. And so what's funny is if you look at street fights now that are recorded, um, uh, they they uh, they actually are doing some of the stuff that you see. It's funny because yeah. they're fighting each other, and you know what? It's it's horrible, but they're all in the right direction. So I'd see like a leg kick, and I'm like, you know what? It was bad technique, but he's actually right. Oh no, I was actually the don't be good, and he actually gets the right results. Yeah, so you can see this guy. Is a fan. You can tell yep. he's a fan. He says in train. <laughs> so he's maybe he's played play, a lot of UFC games, so he has an idea of combinations. Right. And he's doing it on it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but that's an example of that, right? That's an example of just like you okay, this comic sport that at first you hear stories where it was it was looked at as like this is crazy. This is gladiator stuff. This is this is uncivilized, right? That was yes. the image that I hated those arts had. Yeah. Then over time the UFC being smart. UFC was like, okay, we need to we need to rebrand this sport, and so Dana White and, and, and his team changed it up, right? They make the Ultimate Fighter to rebrand the sport, but also to put out to American culture, right? Because Americans love reality shows, and oh, so yeah. they, you know, so it's just to blend the two, and then you could tell over time they constantly fine tune and rebrand Miss Lush as a professional sport, the same image and prestige that boxing has and now we don't you know everyone here if you want to talk to you who even don't train just so they are aware of what jiu-jitsu is yes they are mindful they they know what mixed martial arts is now and they just see us oh it's just it's a sport just like boxing just like football just you know like your general sport but it had to had to work its way to that level through this smart business branding and Mm -hmm. in an interesting way it's also now kind of shedding light on okay, what does real combat really look like? And so you have people who don't train and say, oh, yeah, that I don't think that's really makes sense. That looks more... It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's in fact. Yeah. I'm just asking that. Yeah, one other thing that, that I find with people that have very limited knowledge of real martial arts is... that Have you ever heard of the Norton Bond site, Luca? You know what the Norton Bond site is? No, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. Uh, in the 1940s, the U.S. sunk $1.5 billion into this technology. This is $1.5 billion back then. In yeah, it's huge now. So it'd probably be like $4 billion now. Yeah. What the Norden bomb site was, was it was a way that was precision bombing. So that the, the saying was that you could drop a bomb into a barrel from like, you know, 10,000 feet up. Yeah. And they sunk all this money in. And during demonstration, it worked amazingly. I, every time they wanted to land a bomb, it, it landed perfectly. But what's the problem? The problem is, is guess what? When people are shooting at you, and it's raining, <laughs> yeah. and there are clouds, and there are other planes attacking you, it doesn't really work as well. So Chad and I have seen so many like things where there are certain martial arts where there are all these like wrist locks. Oh. And that's great. Listen, wrist locks are cool and they're great, but you need to get my wrist. Yeah. And if I'm swinging like a, a weapon, so you need to get past my weapon, which is both my weapon is pointy 
and sharp. Uh, to get my wrist? Good luck. Good luck getting my wrist. I mean, maybe you'll get it, but I'm going to cut you to shreds before you get my wrist. So that's one of the things that, you know, there's another martial art called Dim Mach, which nobody does anymore, which is the pressure point. The pressure oh, yeah, point. I, heard, I heard about it. I heard about it. Yeah. It's the death touch. Here's the thing. It actually works. But if you can get the... But you have to have a guy steady so you can find that, that one little point yeah. on their body which you can, like, really hurt them with. Uh, it's not easy to do. And one of the things that I've found out from my old jiu-jitsu journey, and I'm sure Chad could say this as well, like, you can learn all of these amazing techniques, but if you, can, if you can't get to the point where you can do the technique, there's no point. There's no real point. So the Norton bombsite never worked. It never worked. They, they built this thing. They sent it out to try to conquer, you know, try to beat Germany. It never worked because it's different under the stress of violence. The stress of violence changes everything. So all of these great ideas that you got about how you're going to defend yourself there's one guy, one guy, there, I get this a lot. I get a lot on comments from my stuff. If I have a knife and they have a gun, I've wasted years of my life training. Okay. Here's the yeah. thing. You're not fast with a bullet. 20 feet of you and you have a gun and I have a knife out, I'm going to win. I don't care what you say. Like, we, we had a coach who would always say, like, oh, if you had a knife, Logan, I would disarm you. Okay. Okay, let's try that. Let's try that. If I have a sharp weapon and I want to hurt you, you're going to disarm me. All right, let's let's go. Let's try it. So I think that mixed martial arts and the stuff we do is when reality hits theory. Theory and reality are very different things. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I think MMA is so popular and weapons work is so popular because... The it's proven itself over and over again in combat that it works. Oh yeah, that's my two cents on it. Okay, guys, uh, listen, I, I I heard about, I spoke to you. I like your energy. I like your what's the stuff that you are doing on YouTube. I like your philosophy of martial arts as well. Uh, let me ask you this final question. Well, uh, you know, you have a lot of stuff going on. You have a YouTube, Exibellum Gym, your teachers, uh. What are your goals? What are your goals like? Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know if whether it's personal, professional. What What are your goals? What do you? What are you trying to achieve in the next five, let's say five, ten years? Uh, where do you want to steer your ship, uh, as we would say? Chad, you want to take that first? Um, the the main goal that got me here in front of this camera, talking to you from. The, the beginning of our training till now was always to just get as good as I can with instruments. That that's always my journey, and that's something I've always I've always just I've always put first, and that's what's that that was like I I say my first choice in life was was that. Now, obviously, as you get older, life has responsibilities, and I'm trying to make the best living off of this one particular goal was my relationship with my training. I'm always still on train. I'm always trying to learn. I'm always trying to poop before I die. Mm -hmm. That's that's my journey. And that comes first. And anything that gets in the way of that, that that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. 
anyone or anything, right? Now there's also the the reality of life, and and so now I was as I'm getting older, um, I want to, you know, I love teaching. That that's that that is part of my training, especially now, right? Learning how to understand information, organize it, communicate it. It really forces me to really think and apply it for myself, and in doing so, as I study, as I teach, I've 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 felt myself prove that. I've had a rhythm of training, especially now that I run my own schedule. It's really more, it's really more my personal schedule, right? It's, it's more like, this is what I want to learn this week. Usually you guys just apart with me so I can get you better, but I, so you can be trade partners and we can, we can work together. But it's really my schedule. Uh, and it, it's up, man. I've improved on it. So, um, and see fights was another cool way of teaching, right? Because at the moment I started training, it's, I also, being a senior student with that early small group, I also had to teach. So it just, it just came for me personally with the territory of training. And so now I'm using this skill set of teaching that I've learned to develop as a career. So, um, I, I want to, you know, expand my gym in a way where I could build up students. I would love to hire my students to give them opportunities at work where we can maybe build a team and give an opportunity for anyone who wants to maybe give me go on the journey of being a coach on, on their own and, and make that gym possibly where I can also kind of slowly step back, uh, manage it, let it, let it run. And, um, just, uh, make me once to retire. <laughs> and, uh, you know, lately, yeah. Right, and then I can, I mean, just, just, uh, just train and, um, and we'll see if fights. It's also a cool way of teaching too, meeting new people. Right. Uh, and also see if I can, make you retire off this thing I love, which is training, teaching, and that's it. Yeah. Logan? Sure. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm at a different stage in my life uh, from Chad and some other people. I, you know, I'm a parent now. And the only thing I really want to do is, is just raise my, my son and, and have him live a good life. The average American woman lives um, 28,500 days. The average American male lives about 26,000 days. Um, I only have a few thousand days left, and I just want to spend it, you know, basically telling my son all of the things that I can. And I feel I feel the pressure of time. I feel like I'm running out of time to tell him all the things that I feel he needs to know for the world. And so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm basically prepping him for his time so that he can have the best life here uh, and I can provide him with the tools hopefully that he can use to have a good life here and that's really my only focus my main focus and probably really my only focus these days everything else I do for self-entertainment um, I, I do scenic fights because I find it entertaining for myself uh, I do jujitsu and Kali because I find it entertaining for myself but really, in terms of my purpose here, my purpose is to just raise my son. That's basically my purpose. Okay, guys. Uh, I love it. Uh, I love your goals. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed this talk with you. Uh, you know, we are watching you on Scenic Fights, but maybe we lack knowing you more. And I hope this interview kind of helps uh, your previous and uh, future audience to know you a little bit so, uh, better. So... And uh, thank you, and I wish you the best uh, in the future. And hopefully, when time is right, we can do this again. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate the time. Great. Okay. You are locked and loaded to make your bets, and stay tuned for more.